Dramatica analysis of The Help, recorded July 14, 2020, led by Chris Huntley. Well, welcome. Tonight we are going to uh, be doing an analysis of The Help. So let's start by first identifying the four through lines, and we'll start with the objective story or the overall story. And uh, anybody want to give a real short uh, description? One-liner? I've got a couple because I was having trouble actually picking one. Um, At some points, this felt like it was a lot more about sexism than racism. So I kind of put, so for that one, I put a white girl utilizes uh, black maids and racism in town to disrupt sexist gossip because I don't feel like she actually disrupt racism at all. But uh, and then otherwise, it's like you know, black uh, black maid in 1963 tells stories to white journalists disrupting the town, basically. Okay. Well, I think the so I think the second one describes the the objective story. You know, mm-hmm. I think probably better okay um, uh, the other sounds more thematic in nature okay uh, but i think that i mean does that does that can everybody else sound okay with that or any any thoughts i guess i i thought the overall story was about the um uh e- you know either writing the either writing the the book and getting people to realize that it really is jackson um or, or it seems almost like there might be more than one narrative. Um. Well, I think I think there is more than one narrative, but I think that the main story is reused, centered around the 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 help and the book of the help. Yep. You know about the you know creation of a a book told from the told from the perspective of the help in. Um, racist in the racist south and the was it the 60s yeah 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 it's um because you see medgar evers assassinated and if i'm not mistaken that was like 61 62 i think it's 63 yeah yeah i think it's 63 because we see jfk's uh funeral Right. right it would have been that long Uh, to me it was and this might be too succinct but just um challenging the status quo because then it is the status quo toward racism and also the status quo toward um the uh, sexism or relationships because you know the first thing everybody wants to know is when you get married (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's also the social thing because this could transpose itself historically into the 1700s, the 1600s. You know, different social dynamics in different countries. It's kind of like a fairy tale in that way, right? But I think it also is very much of a of that particular place and time. I mean, I think that they really rooted in that very very narrow. <laughs> You know, beginnings of the transition. You know, early. The lens of that. Yeah, I think that that's. I mean, this is. A, I don't think it's trying to be a bit anything bigger than what it is because 
at that time, you know, it was, you know, you have the North, North perspective and the South perspective, you know, the New York book publisher who thinks, oh, this is kind of interesting, but, you know, this might, whereas, you know, it's a huge deal in the South, particularly in, in the, the town in which it's written. Yeah, and the Jim Crow South with the, the laws. Yeah. 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 I think actually, actually that sounds good. I'll put Jim Crow South. Is it with an E or not? Nope. Yeah. I don't believe so. Oh. Okay. Really? W like the, okay. like the word. Last name. Uh, All right. Uh, now, who's the main character? <laughs> yeah. Is there a trade off? Well, yes. Um, no. I think I think there is. Well, okay. Let's let's go through who who are the potential main characters. Adrian. Oh, go ahead. I think those two are good. Both potentials. Skeeter and who? Skeeter, Adrian, and and Minnie. Yeah, I'd say Minnie too. I would say um, to me, Minnie is like. Almost an impact character to the a Abilene character. Um, Ab what do you mean by impact character? Um, the influence character. per dramatic of the uh, influence character. Influence character. Okay. When I so I've got three possibilities so far: uh, Skeeter, Maybelline, and Minnie. That so, so right? Chris just Chris. That's Abilene, no M. Abilene. A I B. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Abilene. Okay. So Skeeter, Abilene, and Minnie. All right. Uh, any, uh, okay, any particular thoughts on Abilene uh, with a uh, favorite of one or the other? And uh, wait, before we do that, I'm going to just, just, let me do one thing. I want to separate it, just one thing out. Going back to the ob objective story, the overall story. Who's the pro who is the protagonist in the uh, the overall story? Skeeter. Skeeter, definitely yes. Uh, we, are, we all in agreement on on at least so Skeeter being the one trying to essentially write the book and get the book out there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, by establishing that, I wanted to make sure we, when we start talking about who's the main character, whether you know Skeeter and Abel, and Aveline and and Minnie, we can know that it's not about that part of the story. So okay, so um, let me just. Uh, Chris, are you asking which main character ties like all of the other story, the other stories together? Because it's like there's. No, I'm saying in the in the book in the overall story about the writing of a book from the perspective of African American help and Jim Crow South, the protagonist is Skeeter. Yeah, the writer. Right. The author, but the writer. Yeah, I, I mean, um, for the main character, when you have those three characters as options over there. Currently, yes. When you're asking us to choose, are you asking us to choose which one is is? Um, Not yet. Okay. okay. I haven't even next talk about okay, as main characters, why do each of these seem to you know, why do they merit being a main how are they a main character? 
but it's easier to understand that if you separate it out from the role, the, the function of the protagonist. So, so we're not going to have, oh, well, the, this is the one writing the books. Like, no, 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 that's all in the overall story. They've got their jobs over there. This is about the main character perspective, the personal through line in the story. So, um, and I'm going to make a suggestion here. I think there is a sub-story with Minnie and what's-her-name? Celia. Uh, Jessica Jess. Yeah, Celia, foot. Right. I think that's a little sub-story. And that, in that one, Minnie is the main character in that one. Yeah. Um, so, like, so looking at Minnie as a possible main character, in, in, but excluding that, then... It, does anybody still think Minnie is a possible main character for the the book writing story? No, probably not. No. No. Can I ask a question about sub story? Sure. Is that, is that always like a separate story form? Yes. Yeah, it's literally another story. Uh, the reason we call it a sub story is that they generally are not as fully developed. Um, you can also have a, a work that has multiple stories in it, like, um, um, oh, show me the money. Um, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire, right. So that has a sports story and it has a love story, and they're two completely different stories, and except for the main character and influence character, they have entirely different casts. You know, they're just like two different... You could you could have them completely as separate, although they're they you know you, they're intertwined, but they could they could be different. Um, and I think that the mini Celia, uh, Celia Foot story is not fully developed, but we see it we see enough of it to see exactly where it's going and how it developed, and enough that we understand what that story was about. Um, and it gives us an opportunity to take this really interesting character, Minnie, and see things from her perspective. Um, and, and a reason, you know, because she's just one of the major parts of the book, of the, um, of the help, uh, it just, it's a, it's a nice device. I don't know how this relates to the book, but probably a lot more of those diverted, you know, little sub-stories. Anyway. So I'm going to pull Minnie out of the main character here so that we now are down to Skeeter and, Abil and Abilene. Um, so now I'd like to get an argument for why it would be Skeeter for those who, are who think it's Skeeter and, those, and an argument for those who think it's Abilene. I would say Abilene. Um, I would say because she actually sees more so seeds both sides naturally um, throughout the story by being in both worlds so strongly. Whereas uh, Skeeter is, is from that like white girl perspective trying to like get into the other world, but she's not really in it yet. Well, remember a, 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 a main character doesn't necessarily have to have multiple perspectives. That's, Mm -hmm. You know, so they will, but what, what defines the main character perspective is that it's, it's about the personal side, 
the thing that is, you know, about them personally. So that um, from a perspective, meaning when we stand in that character's shoes, we're experiencing it like they are, what they know, we know, what they don't know, we don't know. Um, okay. And it's, it's, you know, we, that you can use that technique for any character, but, you know, when you look over the breadth of the story, who's the one that seems to be the, the whose shoes are we um, standing in? Uh, okay. as, and, and remember, all subjective characters really allow you to get inside their, their perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so the influence character, you'll be able to do that too. It's just, is the world revolving around Skeeter or is it revolving around Abilene? Okay, I would yeah. say Skeeter then. Yeah, Pritch. Okay, so if the final scene of that character has an overwhelming punch to the film and how you feel, um, would would that indicate that maybe they are the main character? It 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 can it can be a part of that that process. It, I mean, because that scene with her and the little girl and the mother and her walking away from it all. Well, remember, Skeeter is out of the story at that point. And, and the story opens up with Abilene being asked, what do you think? What is this about? And she's saying, well, I am this, and I think this, and I feel this time. This was the first time I did this. You know, all this. We're, we're definitely getting at the I perspective in the beginning and the end from Abilene. Um, and so, and in that first scene, Skeeter is clearly just sort of, I mean, she's off screen. We don't even know who it is at that point, but we, you know, they played around with the timing and such. So it's that actually happens. You so know. they could be bookends that aren't part of the story point? No, I don't think so. I think it's, no, remember timing wise, that actually happens a quarter of the way into the story or, uh, you know, before the first act turn, you know, because the first, if you go chronologically after you unweave it, Skeeter comes back into town. You know, you, well, you first have, you first have um, Abilene with the family, but then Skeeter comes into town and we start to see that part as we see what's going on with Abilene. And eventually the two of them get together to start to write the book, but that starting to write the book isn't at the beginning of the story. It is at the beginning of the movie, you know, but because of the, you know, through editing, they moved the story weaving, they moved it forward so that you would emphasize whose perspective you're looking at. Does that make any sense? Kind of. I mean, you know, so, um, the, Go ahead. I was just going to say that um, if we also think about the ending, um, you know, there's the different character arcs at the end. And so is that also maybe a way we can tell which, um, you know, which, which one qualifies or? Uh, well, I think, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I, I'm not sure because, again, 
I think you can, there's sort of two parts to it. You can tell, part of it is, what do you think the author is trying to tell us? Who do you think the author thinks the main character is? That's one thing. And then the second thing is, what is the story telling us who the main character is? Because sometimes there's mixed messages and sometimes they're right in alignment. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to be that, you know, Skeeter comes in and she wants to be a writer and she goes all through this process, but that's the, the personal side of that only, I mean, it, she has a personal thread, but it's, um, it's that, that is apart from the story, well, but, but, but as the protagonist, you know, she's really tied strongly to that, that overall story. What about her and her mother? Because it seems like her mother, you know, she has an influence over her mother the same way Abilene has an influence over Minnie. Well, uh, let's, yeah, I think that, I think that there's a bit of a, a group thing going on with okay. who, who are the changed characters, you know, so there's, there's maybe a little, I think that maybe, it may be part of the, the story form, I don't know, but um, because there seems to be a, you know, there seems to be a whole set of characters that are sort of transformed, and then there is a whole set that clearly <laughs> are not, right? I mean, yeah. And, and uh, you, you know, I guess the question, well, let's, let's so, so Chris, this is Nick, yeah. in, in looking at the main characters, um, and, and it came to me, it came down to these two, and the problem that I had is that for me, at least, the strong emotional tie was to Abilene. She's the one who I emotionally was empathetic with. She, she, she carried me through emotionally through the story. Um, but if you want to look at it as, as, um, as saying the main character is, is who I stand in the shoes of, and as I'm learning, as she learns things, I learn things, then, then really it, it, it turned out to be Skeeter. Um, uh, and I really did not feel much. I didn't feel as if I was standing in Skeeter's shoes other than rooting for her as a protagonist. Um, I didn't feel that they, they played up her unloved, uh, uh, unpretty child having a long road uh, uh, as, as much. No, I don't think they did. Um, and, and so then Skeeter didn't have, that was the only personal side to Skeeter that I saw, and I had to really look for that. Um, but on the other hand, I didn't learn as Abilene, Abilene knows a lot that she reveals, and I'm not learning as she learns things. No, but you are, uh, she already knows it all. Right, but and what a character comes, comes in with, you're not expected to know that just instantaneously. But look at this scene when she's on the bus when Edgar Mevers gets killed. You know, she doesn't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. You know, she's thrown out in the middle of this sort of terrifying environment um, and doesn't know if she's going to be killed or whatnot, you know. And that's, that's where I, I think you were talking about, Nick, that, you know, the emotional connection you know you really feel like holy crap you know she you know i don't want anything to happen to her right um 
And, and also when she's talking about the death of her child. Emotional center. Yeah, definitely when she's talking about her child. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the only reason I leaned toward Abilene, and I'm kind of like looking at Skeeter as both main and pro, was just the fact that, you know, like uh, I think it was Patricia was saying, it kind of begins with her relating the story almost like a narrator, like once upon a time, and then it ends with her. And it kind of reminded me of like, a movie like um, a Scout and yeah, Bill Mockingbird. That she was like, once upon a time, my daddy did this. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of felt like Abilene was almost that you know that if this would have been produced um, about decades ago during that era, that she probably would have had a narr narration. So that was oh. the reason that made me think that maybe she could be the main character. So that if it, if if Abilene is the main character that would make what Skeeter the influence character, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. I mean who who's challenging I mean she Skeeter is definitely the one that's challenging Abilene's stable world. Let's not say it's you know it's not a things aren't necessarily great, but they're stable. And I have a question then. Yeah. Can can an influence character be the one with the zinger at the end of the story in the film because you're not left with well objective characters you're left with abeline's choice and um no. i'm gonna hold off on answering that because i okay. think what you're really asking is some is a different question but i don't want to talk about that until we've already discussed it and yes. then I'll connect it back in. Okay. <laughs> hey, Chris, can I say one thing about the, so I, I feel like um, Abilene is the main character of, of two stories. I feel like she's the main character, uh, um, uh, like she's like, a, it's, it's almost like a um, hub and spoke. Like she's the main character in the, um, uh, for Skeeter. And then she's also like the main, like um, provide, or, or maybe not for both, but she's also, she's also like providing influence over Mini in a way, so it's almost like you have them overlapping. You know, it's it's like she it's it seems well, like been like well, as I said, I, that's why I think that I mean, let's okay. So let me get back that this is also another thing that we're going to talk about next. So just hold on that thought. So temporary. So right now, everybody's con really comfortable with Abel Abel being the main character, right? But I think the writer and director had Skeeter in mind for it. I think, well, I think if they did, it's because they, they're mixing up protagonist and main character. Well, I, I think one other thing that might be going on is when they go to adapt the book, they're, um, you know, trying to write it from both perspectives because it's such a racially charged um, thing. And they're trying to appeal to both audiences the same way Jerry Maguire did, right? yeah, but I, don't, I don't know how the book was written, so I couldn't tell. Ryan, you're not well, saying well, separate but well, equal, are you? Uh, <laughs> the, the book was written by a white woman, and then it's this is was directed by a white director. So there's a lot of stuff of somewhat interesting online uh, talking about the the white perspective being kind of paramount in the whole thing. Um, but I don't think I don't think it. It totally swayed one way or the other. Okay, so let's do this then. Now, so for Abilene being the main character, 
who would be the influence character for Ava Lee? Well, she says it herself. I mean, she says, I mean, she says God and Hilly. Because, like, Hilly. yeah, she chose to go ahead. I know, like, Skeeter's going to be a popular answer because she's pushing her to talk. But um, she made the choice to talk finally when she was in church and also when she saw Hilly's horrible behavior. But then it's the driver. So. Yeah, that's not, the, I mean, Hilly is clearly the antagonist. Right. Yeah. Period. I mean, she's much, the antagonist yeah. for for writing the book and for being black and for uh, being, you know, Hilly's just, she's the antagonist. Yeah, so Skeeter would be influenced based on the fact that she asks Abilene her opinion. And Abilene says at the end, no one ever asked me what it was like from my perspective. So it kind of bookends her journey of learning to just accept herself and be free to be herself. Yes, I that, yes, and I think that absolutely, Skeeter it does does work at that for Abilene, just as you know. I think the reverse is true. So I think that really what we see is that they are definitely they have the relationship, the key relate the emotional center relationship in the story um, is between them, and you see. Every time that uh, Skeeter is, you know, doing whatnot, um, and Abilene is, or Abilene is doing something, and Skeeter's always looking to Abilene to sort of like communicating her disapproval of, of Hilly or, or the other women, um, or, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to make you the center of it, kind of a phrase. So let's let's um, move on for a second because we'll maybe need to, we'll either have two main characters or we'll have Abilene and then multiple influence characters. Yeah. Um, but the what next question I want to ask is, uh, so who's this change character and who's in the as well our main character is Abilene? Is she a change or set best character and why? Uh, she, Abilene, how? How so? In the beginning, she tells us, this next, in the beginning, she tells us um, that a seed of non-acceptance was planted in her when her son died um, and that she was no longer accepting of things. And, and, and we see how she's kind of dead to the world. And at the end, she says um, uh, that that, is no longer in her anymore. Okay, but is that a is that a title shift or is it paradigm shift or is that a sort of a growth? To me, that sounds like okay. She's grown out of something, or she's you know she's gotten past that. But is she really a you know is she really fundamentally seeing the world differently? Well, if you want to see how. Throughout the story, she bows down to Hilly Holbrook, and at the end, she speaks her peace and holds her ground against Hilly Holbrook. I'm thinking of being with the child where she is not letting it all depend on her. That, you know, before she would have stayed with that child her whole life. 
you know, to protect her and give her a good life. But yeah. at the end, she walked away from it and is leaving the child. She didn't walk away from it. She got fired. Okay. Remember, that's a really big, the big distinction would have been if she had, if she had quit, I would completely agree with you. But she, got but, but she also makes it a point to say she's not going to take another job. She's done raising other people's children. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, but she's she's kind of at the end of her career, anyway. Right. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, Cicely Tyson was twice her age and still working. It's not like she had Social Security to fall back on. She's off to become an author and find her own voice. I mean, that's what she says at the very end of the movie. And okay. yes, that be the change that she believes in herself in order to do that, and she didn't in the beginning. That's a good point. Okay. Everybody good with that? That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yes. No. Yep. Okay. Now, what about what about Skeeter? Does that make Skeeter a steadfast character, and why? Well, she wants to be a writer in the beginning, and she's trying to figure out what happened to Constantine. And in the in the end, she knows what has happened with Constantine because it seems like her past is like the thing that gets focused on for Skeeter and or or her. It depends on which. It depends on what, how you look at it, though, right? Because there's also the. I would say that that I could talk about the um, relationship between her and her her mother and dating, but I feel like that's a separate sub story. I feel like that's the only thing that really changed about her was she's like, well, okay, I'll kind of date this guy. <laughs> Other than that. Right. But she didn't, but she didn't compromise. Yeah, she didn't. She was. Right. So yeah. She yeah. And uh, he's the one who says, well, you know, you should, shouldn't have, you should have told me. And it's like, no, she was just doing the same thing she was always doing before, yeah. you know, before he uh, got there and continues after he got there. Okay. Yeah. He just, he just, you know, didn't treat anything seriously and doesn't treat women seriously. And, you know, when suddenly it's like, oh, well, you know, that was, the other was funny, but this wasn't funny. Mm -hmm. You know, you should say he's, you know, alone all your life. Like, okay. Yeah. You're such a guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody good with that? Song? Yeah. All right. So then I'll make our main character, they change character. So, um, and so I think that um, this, uh, Prish, this yes. is what I think you're talking about. That when a character changes, if it's a main character or if it's the influence character, when they do, that's usually where you get that, that zing, you know, that, okay. ah, you know, that sort of emotional rush from an audience can get, um, as that's part of it. Um, certainly when you, you like get that confirmation and they are, they're in a better place. If it's, it's good, if it's good, if it's bad, very often it's just, it's the good or bad that then gives, gives. I felt know. sorry for the kids, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the kids were, you know, as, as that was one of the first those things Abelene said right at the beginning is that, you know, 
she's uh, what's her name shouldn't be having children any more children <laughs> um and even skeeter's mom you know she she didn't take care of her she didn't raise her um okay so main character approach doer or beer so this would be for abeline well she was there until skeeter came and turned things up wasn't she i mean I, she well, was what do you mean before before wanting to hear their wanting to hear their stories Remember, this is for the main character, not for the overall story. So this okay, is for, for okay. Abilene's personal uh, preference uh, approach to um, solving problems. Is she one more likely to do something or a bit more likely to be something? I feel like she's a beer because she just adapts herself to whatever needs to happen in order to make things better in the situation. I mean, you can certainly contrast that with many. <laughs> you want to see someone who is a doer <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like i compared them both and i was like well minnie i'm for sure about and i feel like minnie's obvious so obviously a doer that it makes abeline more clearly a beer right and i think also now what about skeeter do we see skeeter as more of a doer or a beer um, she's really a doer definitely a doer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. so that's, that's, that's consistent then. It's, you know, if our main character is a beer, then the ones that are going to have the most influence on and, her. And, I, and I'm seeing the, the, the actor's subtext, you know. I mean, I, when, I, when I think of uh, Viola Davis there, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing so much happening in a standstill moment, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I always think of that more in the beer universe. Well, sure, because that's that's where they exist. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then um, problem solving style. We see our main character here as using more linear male problem solving or more holistic female mental sex problem solving. I Can saw we, her. Go ahead. Oh, I just had a question. Um, sure. And then you don't need to answer it necessarily, but can we, just the same way we did with the doer and beer, uh, can we do that with for Millie and Abilene here? So it's like, because I feel like Abilene was more linear, just describing everything in sequence, kind of. And then um, Minnie would kind of do a bunch of stuff to balance out everything all the time um it, it's not always yin and yang i mean the reason i brought in mini as an example for approach was just i mean it was a really clear example of here's what a doer looks like <laughs> yeah okay and, um So I think that that's that was really why I was making that. Very often they do they do end up that way. I think this is a little more because it's more of an ensemble cast. You know, it's got a lot of a lot of characters. And it's not as uh, you know clear cut. I'm not sure you can assume that. Okay. 
So, um, so yeah, this is her Nick. Simple, just straightforward, taking care of the the kid. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a simple. I mean, I kind of see linear in that way. Um, and in what way? What example are you talking about? Um, her her life and occupation. It's. Um, but look at how she look how she interacts with the with uh, the daughter, the, the child. That's a good one. How how does she what what does she how does she interact? Yeah, she she bribes the kid. Well, I think that's because that's the way the child understands. But what is yeah. she? You know, she says she talks to her to try to build up her her confidence. You know, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're um, kind. She's doing everything she can to rebalance the the poor parenting. Right. She's trying to create. Yeah. Right. But is it? A, yeah. I feel a, like she's it's, that's. I mean, that in and of itself is not very linear because you're sort of yeah. trying to. Hopefully, this will, you know, have a change in the nature of the relation. This change kids' relationship to the world, but. Um, how do we see it elsewhere? I mean, is, do we see her, you know, again, using, not when you're looking at the overall story, but when looking at what uh, Aveline does. But so it's, this is Nick. And, okay. Yes, Nick. And, and, and I, I, I would vote for holistic. And I think that we see it in the sense that she's very aware of the relationships going on around her and of the power dynamics and we see examples of this um when she when when skeeter comes running up to her at the bus and and she deliberately says oh this must be for miss myrna and she knows it's not for miss myrna questions but she wants the world to believe that this is not something between black and white going on where there might be a violation of the jim crow things going on um and then she panics even more when she says that Skeeter, the fact that you're not aware of how dangerous you already are doing things makes me more scared than the Jim Crow. Um, I think that uh, uh, we see her aware of the relationships um, uh, when, when, well, we don't see so much words. Where she was trying to, to to talk, it's it's off screen. Where she's trying to talk the maids in into possibly helping, um, and they all turn her down. Um, uh, and I think uh, as people talk, I'll think I, I know there's at least two other points where I thought that she was she was showing awareness of the relationships, and especially in contrast to Skeeter, who just was not aware of anything on the power dynamics going on really. Okay, I think those are good examples. Nice. Uh, everybody okay with that? Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Okay, so I don't want to belabor it if we're all on the same page. <laughs> okay, now we move over to the plot dynamics. So the story driver do actions drive decisions, or decisions drive actions, and please give examples. So um, 
I guess I'll give a few. Like one is like the tornado. The what? The tornado. The um, you know what I'm talking about? No. The like. Uh, yeah, where 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 Minnie has to use the uh the restroom of uh, Hilly Holbrooks oh, because storm. the storm is going on so oh, badly. Storm. Oh oh. Uh, yeah. There's a. I mean um. Yeah, so like I, I think that uh, you know because after that they there's a major change in the the plot. Um, so the early, so the, what are you arguing? I'm not. So are you saying? I'm just. Decision? Oh, oh, I see. Well, I, I think in, and we're talking about the um, the book story. Yes, we're not talking about the um, Celia Foot story. I've got one. Uh, it's yeah. the uh, so it's when uh, Yul Yul May, who's the the replacement maid, uh, who uh, was struggling to send her two sons to college, when she's brutal, brutally arrested, and and that uh, drives the uh, all the maids to uh, finally uh, start telling their stories to Skeeter. Yep. Decide to do that. That's a that is definitely an act turn. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I have that so, too. So are you is that are you arguing then that that's an action that drives the decisions? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's the bathroom thing, and then that gets her over to the other household. And okay, so where, where the, what would the inciting the, event be? She had to go to the bathroom, actually. No, 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 the inciting well, event. The, the inciting event is either um, uh, Skeeter coming home or the uh, pregnancy, I thought. Like the first pregnancy for Hilly. First pregnancy for Hilly. Yeah, she's like counting, you know, like the she's like marking off her um, her cycle on the on the uh, on the toilet paper, and and Abilene is. That you know, what she was doing? I thought she was doing that. No, that was that was count toilet paper toilet paper sheets to make sure that Minnie wasn't yeah. using the toilet paper. She just did that. She did that so that she could. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Hilly was the first one to have a child. Well, like, she's the first right, one. That was the backstory saying. Because she did it, everybody did it, establishing the fact that Hilly rules the roost, and what she says goes, and whatever she does, everybody else in that clique has to do it. I mean, that was kind of just setting that up. Um, it's just all done at the same time, pretty much, of the narrative, right? The, you mean, it's in, the, it's in the setup part, right? That's in the setup part, but what starts the story? The law, right? The, uh, the governor is Tell me about that. The law Hilly puts forth to have a. No, remember, the overall story is about the book, right? Right. So, so I think it's. I think it's her wanting to write the book is the, the trying to pass through this law that Hilly has about separate separate bathrooms. But that's is that when the book, the idea of the book, comes out? Well, the book doesn't come out till later. She first gets the job, and then. Um, the book idea doesn't come until she's like uh, calls Miss uh, Stein is her name back, I think. Right, she calls Miss Stein back because um, um, she has she is disturbed over the way Constantine was fired, and that's what she finds out at the dinner table, and that causes her to have the flashback about Constantine when when she was when when Skeeter was. Um, 
a teenager and rejected for the dances and, and didn't want to confess to her mom that she wasn't pretty enough for the dance. Um, and then the next scene that we see is when she's calling Miss uh, Stein um, to say, I have an idea for a book. Nobody's written it from the black side, from the maid's side. And, and, then, and then Stein says, well, okay, finally, if you say that you've got somebody who's talking to you, then I will at least look at the idea for your book. Right. So essentially, it's that kind of that dinner conversation starts the whole ball rolling about about the um, essentially spawns the idea about her um, to to pursue writing a book. And that's that's um, well, get twenty twenty six minutes. It's right before the end of the first act. And to me, that's in a way- That's, that's kind of like the first act turn, not, not this inciting event, right? What, what, what you're saying? Uh, oh. No, I'm, I'm just saying that to me, that was kind of like the theme of the movie that she says, you told me to write something that bothers me. And especially if it doesn't bother anybody else around you. And kind of, to me, that was like stating her um, mission statement, if you were, you know. Right, you, so the, I mean, it seems like, the, the, the inciting event is uh, doing something that she doesn't really know anything about. And so that means she has to go and um, uh, figure out how to do it. And right. She gets, also, she gets the job for, for writing a domestic column, and she doesn't even know how to clean house. And the irony is she can't even keep a house, according to her mother, or get a house. I mean, that's the thing that then has her go talk to Abilene or, um, or, or Miss Leifold about whether she can ask Abilene for cleaning advice. So right. should it be just getting, coming home and getting the job? Yeah, it's the getting, I'd say getting the job. It's, again, it's one of these ones where I think, just like you can see decision being deliberation, you know, so more of a process than as a point, I think that's sort of what's happening with this action. It's more of an action process rather than an action point. So she gets a job and she wants to be a writer. So she ends up, she gets a job as a writer, but now she has to go through, you know, learn how to do the writing. Um, and what, what then would be the action that, that closes the story? Gets the job as a writer. Pardon? You get some job? That sells the book? Well, no, that's that's definitely, that seems to be more, the, the, the book coming out is the, like the last act turn. Yeah, it's really every everybody um, finding out about it and, um, and, and then the confrontation happens, right? And then finally the mom comes out and is, but would it be that scene on the porch that, that would be the, the end driver or is it, you know, because um, we had this debate last time too. It seems like here there's sub stories, but like the, you know, is it all the way at the end when, when um, uh, there's, sorry, you know, they, it's almost like uh, the, the, there's like that handoff moment where the, uh, or where um, Skeeter says to, to Abley and I've got to, I've got to stay here and protect you guys. And they tell her to go go ahead and go on to New York and that they've got it handled from here. And then it's almost like Abilene takes over at that point to go deal with the, the final moment. 
Right. I think when she gets fired, that's when the story is over with it because it's about the help, right? And at that point, the help is no longer the help. Now, the book is out, so it's 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 about the stories of the people. The book is just sort of the the you know the. I mean, it, it, we could probably figure out exactly which one it is, but it's it's when we think about it. Um, at, when we talk, start talking about outcome and judgment, I think we'll be uh, a little better. We're all okay with that. Yeah, is everybody okay with that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Is he breaking up for me? Or is he breaking up for everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> it's not that coming. <laughs> all right. So action. Correct. We're going to just uh, we'll select action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so what what are the options in the option lock? Because there clearly is no time lock. <laughs> I'm not going to go through that argument. So let's let's. So what do we see as the options being? Well, isn't the first one almost? Um, let's see. There's the, the you know, the need, I need to use the bathroom and I can't for a while, but there's also like, am I going to be able to get these people to, to do this? Uh, will, the, will the help tell me their story? Right, right. So, so this is Nick, and, and I would look at it as first. Oh, go ahead. So I'm just going to, it's getting enough of the help to tell their story so that the book can be published. Accepted. Yeah. Right. So your first option is you got to find at least one help who's going to help you because she lied to Miss Stein about that. <laughs> the talk was not the talk between the two of them was not about the the, 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 the right. side of the story. And then you had to get um, she got she needed to have more than one. And then Miss Stein told her she needed to have twelve, so she needed to get more than 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 just the two. Um, one of the options discussed was also uh, fabricating the different. Uh, uh, homeowners um, who were using maids um, and that was rejected um, and and then finally uh, you get all of the, the the maids contributing I, okay. and oh I, and I, then finally I, she has to add her own story with her own maid but that would mean that the story is essentially over you know three quarters of the way through the, or the climax is three quarters of the way through I don't think that's really what, I don't think it's a matter of how many maids. I think it's, first of all, you've got to get someone to talk. Then you've got to get a bunch of someones to talk. And then you, ha then, then you have to um, get it published. And then you have to get away with it. You know, you, because remember, it's a secret that the whole, it's by anonymous. And what they're afraid of is the, the repercussions. Does she have to get her mother on her side too? Well, we don't know, but that's what basically at that point we realize. I mean, that's what everything. That's where all the tension comes up. To you know, hail every, everybody kind of knows what's going on, but are they going to get away with it? Which is the sort of the outcome? You know, is it success or failure? Can they do this and not get killed? You know, not the con don't have the consequences, but. Um, you know, getting published, being and, and having it be a success. You know, because if you want to have a book, it's a successful book. But it's the and it's not the money so much. It's 
getting away with it. Um, um, it I don't want to be saying being ex successful, but not having the negative repercussions is sort of like the, the, the proof of it. So, um, Okay. Once they have it and then it's successful, the question is then, okay, it's successful, but are they going to be, are they going to not have the, the consequences? But, but it definitely, so it is, it's option lock. And I mean, the, the clear, the, the simplest one is that you've got one, two, five, you know, 12, add the 13th, and it's accepted, and then it's published, and then we see whether or not it works out. So. All right, so the outcome, success or failure? Success. The book's published, and they all get away with it. And it and still, still tied for the little girl that the Davis character walked away from. So, I mean, that, well, that's, again, that's the main character. That's the main character through line. That takes the edge of success off, you know, I mean. Yeah. So that brings, us, that brings us to the judgment. Okay. So is, it, is it good or bad? In other words, is, is it um, a success good story, a happy ending? Um, is it a success bad story, which is a bittersweet ending? Meaning it, it works out for everybody in the big picture, but Maybe there's some angst left over. Well, the sub story of uh, the Jessica, uh, uh, what, what's her name? The uh, foot. Oh, it's Cecilia, Celia foot. That's that ended happily. That is a ha Yes. That story is a happy ending. There's yeah. no question of it. If that helps any, I don't know. Well, it's a different story, but well, it, does, it does help lift the whole film. Yeah. But the question is when, our main characters walking away at the end is she in a good place or is she in a bad place and, and a better place or a worse place i guess that's a better place. well it might be better for her she does have to live her own life now don't don't okay does it feel like she's in a better that, that she feels better or does she feel like things have all worked out or is there stuff unresolved well her son's not coming back to life but she's going to be able to go right now so it, it's but at the same time she's pretty upset about leaving abeline or leaving uh, may mobley isn't the argument that it's a good thing that she's doing this i think so she's getting out of she's getting out of a really bad situation yeah, she sheds her... Uh, not in a dramatic way. The little kid's going to have to learn to live without her eventually anyway. It, it's kind of like yeah, a little moment that she's like, tomorrow is another day, even though she lost everything. Well, the, she didn't necessarily lose... Well, the thing is, there may be associated costs. Yeah. It, there are yeah. going to be things that are mitigating it, to be, it so that it's not, you know, you know, woohoo! But another... Another indication too might be how she's telling the the because she's the voiceover for the other sub stories too because she says um, you know that Minnie got the courage to leave 
uh, Leroy and uh, you know I can't remember the other like there's the Celia one too yeah. right. Skeeter's mom is mom. you know doing better. Yeah, decided she wants to live. <laughs> and she did that, um, you know, I cancer think As far as like uh, Skeeter's point of view about life, I think she she kind of got it at the end. Right. So, um, on the whole, everybody thinks good is the right answer. Yes. Good is good. <laughs> I think so, but so I have a question. So you're talking a lot about the main character and how she feels at the end, but for like for the overall plot, like I thought for the plot dynamics and the judgment, I thought that was like okay. So success is that they the story goal was met. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, and then the judgment. It's like is that really about the if the main character got what they wanted or? It's, it's the subjective, it's, it's basically the subjective um, evaluation of the story as opposed to the objective evaluation of the story, which is why we tend to look at the subjective characters or the main character who's the key subjective character um, as an indicator, uh, but it's not exclusively there. And it's kind of like, did things, are all the, the inequities worked out? If the inequities are worked out, not all inequities, but the inequities in this particular story, if they're worked out, that's good. If they're not, if they're hanging, that's bad. Okay. And I think that by her walking away, basically, you know, what happens to the development of, the, of her, her, the girl that she's been, uh, you know, nanny for, um, you know, it's out of her hands. And it's, it is what it'll be. It's, you know, she's done, she thinks that she's done, she's set her up to succeed if at all possible. Um, okay. Not, you know, not quite saying my, my work is done here. But, you know, I think also it was, was kind of nice when, you know, the little girl says, are you going to go to another little girl? And she says, no, you're, you know, you're, you're my, my last little girl. So it's not like, she just doesn't feel like she's abandoning her to just continue on the line of succession. Okay. She is getting out of a extremely toxic environment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Great. So let's move on to the uh, domains and hop up to the the top here. So we basically got the four domains. I'm going to switch the newer terms for um, for yuck's sake. Uh, so now what we need to do is we need to figure out where to place the, the four do, four through lines, the character, the, the influence character, the story, and the relationship. Does anybody have any thoughts as to the arrangement? I'm, yes. I'm a fixed attitude. Uh, I mean, to me, the overall story was a fixed attitude, not just from the white people who this is the way things are done and you shouldn't touch on uh, uh, the colored issues, they tell Skeeter at the dinner or at that uh, restaurant. And, and the, the black people have a fixed attitude, like uh, this is the way it is. So to me, anyway, is the overall story was um, fixed attitude. 
uh, that which would make um, our main character in psychology uh, manipulation. And how do you, does that jive with your? Well, that's how she worked with the little girl. Pardon? That's how she worked with the little girl. I mean, she. That was a way of her working with other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anybody else have uh, supporting thoughts? Uh, contrary, Monday, uh, supporting argument, or? Well, it seems like it's more about um, getting the book made and then getting uh, people to be okay with it being made. So I would put that in in an activity. Okay. Um, What are um, the activities? Are we just talking the overall story? I mean, I, or? Well, yeah, pick a through line and then and place it and then describe how it fits. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, so I mean, the, the, the plot seems to be like, you know, we've got to get these people together to tell their story and the publisher wants to publish the, the book. So it seems like it's all revolving around getting this book out called The Help. And then how is the town going to react to it when they finally find out about it? So usually if it was like in a manipulation, I would think that people um, would be trying to keep it a secret the whole time because it would be like more of a, a manipulation. If it was in um, situation, it would be like, you know, if they left the town of Jackson, then all of a sudden this problem would, would go away. But I, I don't think that's the case because we're going all the way to New York to, to write the book. So you have to leave the United States and I don't see any of that going on. Well, um, remember, a big part of the problem of writing the book, there's certainly the logistics of it, but the fact that what they're doing is illegal is kind of a big source of the conflict. Sure, but it, I mean, I feel like if that was all that would, I feel like it, if it was written that way, it would have ended with the book being published um, and then instead of us finding out that everybody finds out about it because it's almost like the whole town knows and they don't really they doesn't they don't have the response that everyone thought they would because we're further along in in uh you know, whatever the south's history right um okay i guess i mean uh, uh, again anybody else gonna be supporting one of these two options or offering yet another one? Are we still on the obstacle? Uh, are we still on the, yeah, the overall story? Yeah, the big picture. Yeah. We're still on the overall I mean, story? I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I could make arguments for the other through lines if you want, but... Well, no, I want you to make the argument that you want to make, not, not, I could, I could make arguments for all of them too, but that's, that's, that's not very constructive. Well, uh, I mean, Because you know we can talk. We was if we were was writing the story, that would be one thing. We could do anything. I'm sorry, what? I said if we were writing the story, we could do anything. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to identify what this, what is in the story. Yeah, and I know, Chris. What what's not clear is whether or not you want us to give um, like examples for the overall story only, or do you want us to give the other through lines? Well, I'd say at least the the if you can give the all four of them, then fantastic. Sure. Okay. So I would say that that um, uh, 
I feel like um, what's her name? Abilene has like what domain? Yeah, the fixed attitude. Okay. Because um, she talks about like in the very beginning having like this um, bad seed and not really like wanting to connect um, with people because of her uh, the loss of her um, of her son. Okay. Where do we see where do we see that particular thing elsewhere in the story? Apart from her, you know, bringing that up when she's relating that. Um, I mean, well, you definitely um, see it again in the end, where um, you know, because it's sort of like that's what she's going off to do is to go write her memoirs, right? It's like she's going to have a different. Um... Okay, but that's that's those are um, okay. It's yeah, not, it's not quite enough. Why <laughs> one something like that's more in the the meat of the story as opposed to here's my backstory. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it also like the the um, the opening scene is also like in uh, in the signpost two, right? And that's where she's talking about that, um, that issue as well. So she talks about it in signpost one when she's um, setting the table. She talks about it again in signpost two when she is um, uh, um, Sorry, what did I just say? I just lost my train of thought. Um, when she's being interviewed with, by Skeeter? Yeah, when she's being interviewed by Skeeter and then um, I feel like it comes up again when she's like under threat. Um, I remember. I think it comes up again when she's under under threat from the uh, the guy that that uh, the civil rights guy that gets. Um, Edgar Mevers. Yeah, and then also like when she's sitting there praying in in church. I feel like the implication of that of like, you know, well. Uh, I mean, this is jumping back, I guess, but it's it's almost like, well, God God and Miss Hilly really motivated her to get involved, but it's like, well, what's the God part of it, right? Isn't, isn't that her um, her memory of her son? I, I, I don't know. I, I did not assume that. Okay, anybody else want to pipe in here? Uh, I'll try. So... I do have a question. So with manipulation, does it have to be, does whoever ends up in that quadrant, did they have to be the one trying to change somebody or would they, you know, change someone's mind or is it their mind that can be changed or does it matter? Well, it's, it's, it's how one, how one thinks as opposed to what one thinks. And okay. it can be, you can be talking about it being a technique that they use or is, or something that is their subject to. Okay. And then to clarify my notes as well, the influence character, the, or the relationship story is are Skeeter and Abilene, correct, for the overall? That's correct. Okay. So I would say that uh, the main character is in situation because she's just stuck and like not. Well, she can't, she can't be. She can't be? No, because she's a she's a beer, so she's going to either be in fixed attitude or manipulation. Oh, um, okay. 
So, so for instance, um, if it was about her being black, mm -hmm. that would be more of a situation thing. Okay. But that's, is the fact that it's the, the Jim Crow South and segregation exists and it's what's disruptive to the lives of these <clears throat> characters and therefore trying to write this book at the same time um, in this world is what uh, causes problems? It could be. I mean, are you, are you suggesting the overall story is in situation? Is that what? The universe problem. Yeah, I'm just taking a stab. Um, then is she like playing a role then as the maid? Is it? Yeah, I mean, she's definitely being, right, she's in a sense being duplicitous. Um, not for a bad reason, but she's not supposed to be talking to, you know, about her employer's business and etc. Betraying confidences and that kind of thing. Um, certainly Skeeter seems to get into a lot of problematic Excuse me, uh, physical stuff. Yeah, activities. Activities, indeed. Yeah. Um, and then that would put their relationship in mind. Do they, do they have a, a clash of attitudes? And then what's the attitude clash? Well, one is, you know, tell your story, and the other one's like, I don't really want to, and eventually she does, but isn't that... That, that, that's like, that happens, and then it's no longer a problem. So. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's jumping out at me for that relationship, let me say. See, I mean, part of the problem with it being in situation, the overall story in situation, I mean, it's, it's not that it can't be, but the, part of the problem with it I, that I have with it being in situation is that all of the conflicts that are going on in the overall story, they are not physical conflicts. You know, think, just think of Hilly and the, where does she exist? She does not exist in the, her, all of her control is in the mental world, not the physical world. She's, you know, whether it's either looking at it as manipulation or a fixed attitude, you know, her power of her, her, position um they are you know all the types of things that she does her antagonism is all it's, it's all racially biased which is all mine right right so i'm i mean i think if you look at the overall story and think of the characters other than our you know the leads then it gives a a lot stronger case for where that might reside mm -hmm. um and it does, you know, whereas if you look at the, I mean, whether it's manipulation or fixed attitude, you know, how they think versus, or versus what they think. Um, right, because then, then, the, then the relationship, problem for the relationship is the universe where they're, they're literally not legally allowed to be together. Right. They're congregating. Right. I mean, where they're black, he, she, he, he, She's African American, and she's gay, and the two of them are not supposed to be getting together in any kind of a relationship, except as employer and employee. 
you know, you're not supposed to have that kind of relationship, especially doing a sort of a seditious one where they're encouraging, you know, um, the, the black experience. Yeah. We're talking about this in relation to what now, which through line? That where I, I was just talking, if, if the overall story was in fixed attitude, that would make the relationship through line and situation. So the relationship that um, uh, Abilene and, uh, and Skeeter have is dangerous because one's white and one's black. Right. And they're in the South and they're engaged and, and they are um, not supposed to be working together. I have, yeah. I, have, I have a question. Sure. Could it be as simple as um, the overall story being an activity because it's about getting a book written and published? But that seems to be, I mean, it, yes, it can be, except I think that when you look at it, they're not having difficulty writing the book, right? I mean, okay. the difficulty is from all of the resistances that they're having are people are afraid or yeah. they are um it's not right uh you don't mix with those people their opinions don't matter uh you know all those kinds of things which are all in sort of mental clashes um so if manipulation wasn't was the overall story what the activity would be the right that would be uh that would be maybelline abilene and skeeter subject and their rela their relationship okay that's what i'm saying i'm you know it just seems that the overall story seems to have most of the conflict coming from you know um you want conflict for the overall story yeah i, I mean, mean to analyze to analyze i mean that's some that's what we're going for. Sorry, we're going for where's the most conflict? Um, where's the con? Yeah, where's the most conflict? So where's the conflict to be generated from in the overall story? Okay. So when you're thinking about all the the women's group and their their problem they have with with Celia Foote, you know, it's there's no physical problem with that. It's they're just they're trying to blackball her. They're trying to you know shun her. Because Hilly had a history with her husband. It isn't so. Some other examples of clashes of fixed attitude would be um, when when the firing of of Constantine. You see the fixed attitude of the daughters of America at the dinner table um, mm -hmm. when yeah. the black daughter comes in. You see the fixed attitude clash of the black daughter coming around through the back into the dining room um, and say, "I came to see my mama, and that's what I'm going to do." Um, another example would be um, when when Stewart and Skeeter are breaking up, uh, and he says, "Well, you're just a selfish woman, and and there's nothing wrong here. Why'd you even bring, you know, why'd you even say anything at all?" Um, and she's saying, "No, there is a problem here." Right. He says um, he says he likes the way things are, which is pretty fixed. Fixed. Right. And then another earlier example, milder, but. Uh, is when the editor Blackley um, uh, uh, makes an exclamation at 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 uh, Skeeter raising a Jewish name um, has someone who is uh, uh, for her letter of recommendation. 
Yeah, I was going to mention the uh, Daughters of America thing too, because to me, that was like bookends. That was like a mirror image of what Celia Foote ran into when she's knocking on the window going, hey, I brought a pie. And right. That it was like, you can't come in here. And it was like the same way with um, when Constantine um, uh, screws up at the dinner table and her daughter shows up. Right. Mm, yeah, there's an echo there. Um, so does that, uh, does that sit well with everybody for the overall story being an infected attitude? At least until we explore a little further? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it seems to be what they were going for. All right. Which, of course, that brings that because we've already established the that uh, our main character is a beer, that we all four of our domains are set. So this has our overall story is in fixed attitude. Our main character is in. Um, the influence character is an activity, which would be where Skeeter is, which of course she's constantly an activity. And and the uh, relationship, the conflict in the relationship is situation, meaning that you know you've got the uh, mixing of the races working together, um, and that being seen as being trouble, a bit problematic. You know where they do have conflict because they're for the most part the relationship is pretty positive, but they definitely vote not. Skeeter's a little more of the color blind, not color insensitive, um, compared to uh, Aveline. So, but it's because of the race that that uh, is an issue. Okay. Well, that took a long time. <laughs> Um, all righty, so next step is to move on down to the, con the concern size. Um, let's look at the overall story. Um, so we've got memories, impulsive responses, contemplation, and innermost desires. Where do we see um, the most uh, conflict seem to, what is the general concern for the overall story. Anybody have a thought? General template loss? I would say the overall story might be in innermost desires. Like they want to be equal, they want to tell their story. Possibly. Okay. It could also have to do with a with the the collective uh, fear that everyone has of of, uh, of telling their stories that could possibly play into it. Uh, as the most desires, yeah, subconscious. Okay, but they they work a lot on memories, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I right. Well, but is the question is yes, it is, and and you can easily see there's one act where they basically. One scene, but they're based, you know, one act where they're all sitting down and sort of relating all their different memories. Um, but is that something that is the entire the entirety of the story? I mean, it could be, but it, it seems like people are really afraid of like the reactivity that's that's there. So I, I would go with the impulsive responses because the um, there's 
like even when they're on the bus and they get ordered off the the um the bus or like um you know the police react really harshly to the the theft for the um arrest you know there's it just seems like there's a lot of like fear about what will happen if um so so how would how do you decide which um place to put it for that uh you mean a particular act uh, uh event no i just mean like in terms of fear it's like you you well, can fear would be innermost desires that's a that's the negative side of it that's innermost desires is basically and fears it's it's the positive and and the negative the negative is fear what's the positive side of impulsive responses then um uh, 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 quick reflexes. Oh, okay. Pulling your hand away from the fire when you're burned on the stove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have very, when you have, you know, think of kind of impulses are really good and fast. The opposite would be like numbness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. right. Or, or Celia has a bunch of like positive impulsive responses, like when she's shaking the chicken and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She can't contain herself. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Well, she certainly is. Well, she seems to be also wears her emotions on her sleeve. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So, Jim, you're pretty quiet this whole time. Do you have any thoughts? Well, I like the bottom right. Where am I? That's good. Dark. Contemplation. I disappeared. <laughs> So I'm in the. Serious <laughs> 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 being. You're like a black ghost. <laughs> yeah, I Funny, like the the word dementor comes to my mind, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I will get better lighting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like the awareness because it's uh, kind of making everybody conscious of what's actually going on there, and people's. Um, uh, they're they're just the the idea of what's actually going on there to make people the book is like to make people conscious of what's actually there, and then the oh I see I like, uh, I like, and I like acceptance and non acceptance or inaction and protection I don't know which one but I like those yeah um and then I oh. like for um what's her name um Abilene right can so if Leaving an idea, like when she's talking to the child and she's trying to get her to conceive, you know, you're worth, you, know, you mm -hmm. got all this, this stuff, uh, you're important, you have value, but it's like she doesn't see that in herself yet. And it's a kind of, she gets to a point where she grows into seeing that that's actually applying to her. And then uh, the influence is coming from um, Skeeter with his just the, the learning, you know, just writing the book. Figuring out what she should do oh. in the book, that kind of stuff. Um, and mm. then the present, I like because that's kind of like um, well, learning and learning about her mother and her family and and her yeah her career and all that. Mm -hmm. And then for for their relationship, you know, writing the book together, whether or not they should do it, whether or not they're attracting, you know, too many people are onto them, you know, that kind of stuff. Being in the present. Yeah, in the present. Mm. Well, I think if you look at the relationship and situation, 
the the present seems to be probably the strongest of those four. Um, I mean, they're they're both they're both. If you think about their talk, they're they're not looking into each other's past. That's when they are talking about that. It's in the overall story, and it's more in memory. So that's not really it. And in terms of just the two of them, this seems to be a a. Uh, uh, yeah, it's something that's of the moment. You know, we're together in a relationship now. We didn't, have, we weren't before, we weren't, there's no plan on it extending beyond, but we're, we're developing a way to, to be together and to, you know, and how can we work together and, and, um, and that, and that does seem to, I mean, I think that, that, that to me does seem very strong. The others I can see, um, as partially, but I can definitely see that one that where the others just don't, the other concerns don't seem to work well. Yeah. Any, any thoughts from anybody else? I mean, yes, no. I mean, we've got three, three out of the four choices right, right now. We're um, talking about the RS domain. Uh, well, or right now, I really was just sort of asking, okay, we've got, we have um, sort of one looking at uh, innermost desires, changing one's nature, the future, and obtaining. And that was one of the things I was thinking about when we were talking about when I was talking about the relationship through line. Okay. That I don't see the, them thinking about the, the relationship about the future at all. I mean, I'm sure at some point they're talking about it, but it's not. Certainly, doesn't seem to be the general general concern. And this is a change, and no one knows what the future is going to be. Well, no one necessarily. Well, whether or not you know the future, it's it's is it of concern? Right. I mean, you could know the future and be concerned about it, or you could not know the future and be concerned about it. Okay. <laughs> so that's conscious certainly works really well for the goals of the story too. I yeah I it, I do too because if you just think about bringing things to people's consciousness, bringing, yeah, making yeah. cognizant, making you know, cognizant of their making them aware of the of what the help is, what yeah. it's like to be the help. I mean, that is kind of like what since that that'll be the overall story concern will also be the goal. Right. Mm -hmm. That does tie really well into that. For sure. Um. Yeah, as I've been uh, thinking about about more about uh, what what I was saying about innermost desires, I'm thinking that it's it's more of a signpost, more like that one uh, one part where they're doing it. And yeah, after hearing everything Jim was saying, I'm definitely on board with the bottom. I'm right. Yeah, well. yeah, I I am too. Um, that also makes memories for the first one, and we see all those sort of like um, flashbacks of or not flashbacks, but like the ghost of uh, Constantine. Well, I think that's where you, I think that maybe you, you and that might be the past in the relationship, possibly, you know, when they're um, or it could be memories when thinking about the book, right? You know, it definitely it seems to be a, you know, the second act or the third act, one of maybe more of the third act, but um, one of the two, not one signpost. I mean, so I'm going to make. Uh, I'm going to choose um, contemplation. Everybody okay with that? Yep. Yep. Huh? yep.
Alrighty. So let's go on down to the element level. Okay, so, so I bought the vacuum cleaner. Let's see if I get the encyclopedia set next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we already, uh, so we've got investigation, appraisal, reappraisal, and doubt. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think I can rule out doubt. <laughs> <laughs> that does not seem to be um, a thematic issue of, of import in the overall story. Certainly, if I can I can I can easily see investigation and reappraisal. Appraisal to some extent, but. Investigation reappraisal sound the most. We think about okay, the fact that you got this journalist running around investigating the help, and it's causing a bunch of um, havoc. And then you also have uh, the more thematically that seems more of a plotty kind of thing. Whereas mm -hmm. if you look at reappraisal, the difference between appraisal and reappraisal is appraisal is when you when you um, uh, well, here was just this is this making a limited initial assessment, and then reappraisal is where you do another assessment and you compare you compare the two, so compare and contrast. Um, and so you you know you reconsider what you had already done based on another limited appraisal. And I think that and it's kind of like you see sort of people sort of remeasuring up. Um, with Hilly, I see that, you know, when she first, when uh, Skeeter first comes back and she's sort of treating her like she used to be, and by by the second or third scene where she has, still hasn't published her stuff, you can see that she's reappraised their relationship, um, that uh, Hilly's relationship with Skeeter and does uh, not, and, and basically is Skeeter's come up wanting in Hilly's book. Uh, you can also see it play out in, in, in uh, the relationship between Stuart and Skeeter. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, first he stands her up and she doesn't think it's, you know, it's ever going to work. And then, then, well, mom, don't get excited. He's just a beer drunk or he's a drunkard. And, and then they kind of go for each other. And then he gets the reappraisal and says, well, you're just a selfish woman and you should stay alone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's very good. Um, any other comments from anybody else? I have a question, uh, Chris, on, on, on the difference between appraisal and reappraisal. Does reappraisal require new information? Well, it just requires, it requires a passage of time so that one can can do a, a, another appraisal and reconsider. In other words, okay. there's been some time and now you have, now there's something that's brought, maybe the, the new information or just new experiences has made you want to reconsider what your initial appraisal was. Okay. And that could be positive or negative, but since we're looking at it as an issue, it's going to definitely be, um, close to the really source of conflict. So it'll, it'll be troublesome 
um, either the fact of reappraising or the fact that, that reappraising is makes you um, more sensitive to identifying what really might be positive problems. So like I, what chocolate pie tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, yeah, or or like, um, well, maybe this is a really we have we have to, we have to do this because you know now that you know I didn't plan on anybody knowing about it, but now. We have to put it in there because that way we know she won't talk about it because she'll go to her deathbed before she lets anybody think that the book is about Jackson. You know, that's that's a reappraisal. Right. Oh, we're looking right now for the thing that's kicking it along. Yeah. In other words, we've gone, you know, if you look at the, the, the tower, you know, the structure, and it's the broadest at the top, and it's the narrowest at the bottom. So it's an upside-down pyramid. That when you when you're looking at trying to find out, okay, so what the, what is the problem? And so we've we've said, okay, here's the domain. It's going to be fixed attitude. Then we've narrowed it down into the concern, which is going to be conscious considerations or contemplation. You know, bringing things to light, weighing the pros and cons. And now we're narrowing it down to more thematic. Um, and then eventually we'll get down to the element level, which is as small as you can get and still see the top. So, yeah. Um, and within reappraisal, we have deduction, induction, acceptance, and non-acceptance. Can I just add one real quick thing about the reappraisal, too? Isn't it, um, isn't her whole purpose for writing the book is to be reappraised by... Uh, oh, right. Yes, exactly. That's where it starts off. You know, if you, if you, if you get more experience, and then come back, talk to me, and I'll give you another look. Yeah, that's that's an excellent one. Yeah. Chris, what's the difference between appraisal and evaluation? Um, the scale. In other words, appraisal and reappraisal are essentially like um, evaluation and reevaluation, but they're at a higher level. So they're more focused okay. on the thematic element of it as opposed to the character element of it. That's why you, you see these same things kind of popping up all over the place because their relative position to other things is different. You know, so yeah. it, it, it makes it, it, makes it um, interact with other, the other things that you're interacting with are going to be slightly different, which puts the context of understanding it differently. Okay, so like one's not more objective than the other. It's just a it's just evaluation of some kind. You know, right. Just, right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like you can basically break everything down into thought, knowledge, or desire, but that's not terribly helpful. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, um, it's got or you think of think of uh, you know, um, you know Gattaca, G A C T, right, or T C, yeah. and. Everything's made up of those, but you put them, you know, where they are next to each other and the chain of it gives it a different meaning. And that's kind of how this all works together is where they're chained, it, it kind of gives okay. a different feel to it. So, so an appraisal is very much like an evaluation, except the focus is on more of the thematics of it. And you can say it is, appraisal is seen in terms of the items below it. So in terms of probability and action, pro, uh, protection and possibility. So that's a lot different. Or um, looking at it with uh, in investigation and doubt. 
you know, so you're never going to see uh, evaluation looked at in terms of an investigation in doubt because that's at a whole different scale. So when you look at any single thing, it's easy to kind of get lose the definition. But if you look at it in context, that's what gives you the the real meat of what it what it means. So before you move off of appraisal and reappraisal, I have a question. Uh, let's say we take reappraisal as the issue, then the counterpoint would be appraisal. Right. And when we're look when appraisal is the counterpoint. Are we only talking about the very, very first original one, or is it whatever's before the reappraisal as far as using it as a counterpoint? Well, it's essentially, it's, it's a, you could see, okay, now reappraisal can, you can have a reappraisal and then come back in and get a brand new appraisal. And where you say, I'm throwing out everything I've considered before, and I'm just going to look at it anew. Same thing is the difference between looking at evaluation and reevaluation. One just says, I'm going to take it in its own context. The other one says, I'm going to look at it in the context of, of, of something I've already done, looked at, or someone else has already done. You know, so it's not that they are, they're, they're not defined by one by the other. In other words, they are a dynamic pair, but they don't have to be looking at the same thing. The subject matter is not necessarily the same. Um, Great, that's really helpful. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, heard, I've heard you say that before, um, but it, did, it, it, it didn't sink in the same way. Um, okay. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so looking down at uh, acceptance and non-acceptance, induction and deduction. Uh, Jim, you had said that this was a quad, one of the quads that you thought was of interest. Yeah, just because of the whole acceptance, non-acceptance thing. Yeah. Right. Okay, and? Oh, it just seems like it goes from acceptance to non-acceptance, right? Isn't that the... Right. Yeah. Meaning that you, you're taking, accepting an, a situation that is or a um, an attitude that is uh, that is troublesome, yeah. Uh, you know, and then going to the point where you say, "Nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept that." Yeah, that, that effectively what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And since uh, Abilene is a is a change character, that would also mean that she's going from acceptance to non acceptance would definitely be with her uh, <laughs> leaving. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can deduce the law, like, right, and then um, the, like, when Abilene's having, um, like, doesn't want to come on board yet to, to give her um, side of the story, and then she, like, isn't she doing induction there, um, you know, when she's, like, coming up with all the ways in which her car could be blown up, or... Oh, yes, yes, exactly, yes, precisely, that, that sounds exactly the way... And the symptom is the deduction of the crappy laws that are there, the Jim Crow laws. Uh, well, yeah, that's sort of how they're represented, right? Yeah. So basically, this is it. All comes down to these very strict rules, and um, and the counterpoint is that you can't, you know, you can't use it to induce something. You know, that's what they're afraid. You know that that. Let's see. So you're saying the problem is acceptance, not the symptom, correct? Because right. it, that's where 
Aveline would be. So, yeah. Um, let's go to the story engine. Oh, and we're down to a single story form. Yay! Almost like it was a plan. No. Except, Jim, thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's look at our main character, which we did not choose directly. We talked about just so let's go through the main character and see if it seems to feel right with where we, um, where we are. So we have our main character in psychology or manipulation, um, meaning that the way that she, her, her area is, um, let's see, would it be she's being manipulated or is more of a person who is, um, how she thinks is uh, out of, uh, is can be troublesome for her. Maybe I guess it would be that because essentially she's in a world where she's accepting things that she is able to convince herself that it's fine. Yeah, it's like a uh, Shawshank, same thing. Yeah. Right, and we and we talked about conceiving an idea um, that the you know the the idea that she uses toward uh, her children to give them confidence, you know, um, using sort of this, this manipulative technique to get them to, to mold their mind, um, one that she has um, a real hard uh, time applying to herself, a little blind to that. Uh, permission, I mean, everything in her life seems to be based on permission that she's given by other people, whether it's her employer or the employer, employer's friend or her, uh, the, well, everything. Um, whether or not she can or cannot do things, it's all by somebody else's permission. Um, that's one of, one of the reasons why it's, it's troublesome. And then tying that to her acceptance of it, um, there may be a problem for her that she's requires permission to do anything, but she's accepting it. Um, well, she needs to give herself permission to do something different too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, however, what she thinks the problem is, is that things are certain. So this is the way that it is. It's, this is the way it's always going to be, but, um, or it isn't. It is, certainly isn't this. And her response is to look for, rather than looking at how certain it is, look for the potential. Um, where do we see some examples of that? Uh, well, okay, so the little girl, again, it's in, we are here, her reflection on the, the little girl, that, you know, she's gonna be fat and she's ugly. <laughs> but what she does is that she looks at, okay, so the, the potential is, I, I can make her, a, you know, in reflecting herself on this girl, I can make her look for her potential, her, her kindness, her um, smarts, um, you know, the things about her. And by, by doing that, it, it takes away the almost certainty that this little girl's going to grow up to be just like her mother. Um, she's also really certain in her ways and she oh, her sense in her ways yeah 
Yeah, and then she flow, and it's like it's a story of her, you know, moving out of that towards her potential. Question. A symptom certainty is that could that be part of staying with the little girl because she's certain she won't make it without her, but that's just a symptom, and so that's not really a truth. Well, the the symptom is what. For her as a change character, it's what, because she can't see what her, the source of her problem is, that her acceptance of things that are, that she, she's accepting uh, situations that are not, or um, attitudes that are, I guess for her, she's in psychology, but she's, she's accepting things that should not be accepted. And the fact that she accepts it, she allows it to happen and, and just, accepts it that's what's troubling but she can't see that so she just thinks oh it's certain this is the way things are this is the this is a this is a truth and that's and it's a problematic truth okay so that's how that's how symptom looks it would be she would see that as her own personal problem you know this is the way i am this is the way the world you know the world is for me and okay. my, my world but but I can you know I can try to you get through it by making the most of whatever potential I've got. And uh, her unique ability uh, is need. So, so she's really go ahead. She's really good at meeting like the May Mobley's needs and like taking care of the baby. And can she's taking care of like seventeen babies at that point, right? So she's um, she seems to to also like when they um, I'm trying to think of so when when she's oh sorry just go ahead and come back to me. Well, I think also she's she, uh, Skeeter absolutely needs her. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's needed to get that book written. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and okay, and Minnie needs her too then because Minnie's you know being has no job and is being beaten at home. Um, and she sends her over to get her out of it, right? To Celia. Does she does she send her to Celia? Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah, Celia calls her to ask if she has any. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And she didn't at that point because she hadn't gotten fired yet. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, many haven't gotten fired. Okay, and a critical flaw of analysis. Um, all right. Well, I guess she's she's scared if if the book is scrutinized too closely, it'll. It'll, uh, oh it, right, then it'll out her and she'll lose her job, or, or they'll get killed, or right. Right. Could it be she over, in her own home. She overthinks things. Analysis could that be overthinking things? It it could be, or what she what the analysis um, finds, uh, but it could be also the process of of, of analyzing being being too analytical. I don't think she's too analytical, but except in that. She's looking at okay, you know, um, yeah. Here are the 
here are the downsides. <laughs> All the pitfalls. If, if I if I analyze it too much, I'm never going to write help write this thing because I could you know it could get me killed. So it's all right for a character to realize that it's a flaw as they go along, or it's no, that no, no, no. See, they're not seeing it. She wouldn't see that as a flaw. She'd see that as you know, this is this makes perfect sense. I gotta be worried about this stuff. The reason it's a critical flaw, a main character critical flaw, is that it undermines her unique ability, which is that she's needed, but. If she's not, if her analysis says, I'm not going to give in to your needs, I'm not going to be there for you, even though you need me, then that would uh, make it more difficult for Skeeter to be able to successfully write the book. You Is see, the character I, ever I, aware of a critical flaw? A what? Oh. Is the character ever aware of their critical flaw? Not as a critical flaw because they're not, they, that would assume that they understand how the world works. Yeah. Well, and generally, characters aren't aware of that. This is something that's imposed by the author to give the story meaning to the audience. Right. And it's not, it's only, in, it's, it's only intrinsic in the work because the author has imposed that. I mean, analysis on its own doesn't mean literally squat. It just means analysis. But if you say it's a main character unique ability of, of an, I mean, critical flaw of analysis in the context of all these other story points, that's when it has a very, very specific meaning. Yeah. For, so I was thinking the analysis here could be like she thinks before she speaks as opposed to many that... Um, you know, sass mouse and then thinks about it afterwards half the time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, and a benchmark of develop, developing a plan. Um, well, I think, I think that's the one thing that over, over time she starts to develop, she so basically starts to realize that she can um, become a writer. She can write, you know, be a writer. And so it's a very slow, gradual process because she's a writer at the beginning. Remember, all of her stories are already written down. She writes every night, you know. So it's, but she, but it's only her prayers and her thoughts, not something that's more organized like a memoir or, or the the book. Um, so I think that does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then we have our, um, <laughs> I like that. So for the overall story, the benchmark is memories. So she's like, so how many memories have we collected for this book? <laughs> no, and that, that's where we get, you know, all of this successive, how many more and more and more and more and more. And then once you've got them all, you know, you're, you're pretty much fully, you know, you're, you're about as far as you're going to get. Um, and, and remember, there's also at the, the with the last scene with Skeeter, um, and the, the, not the last scene in the movie, but the last scene with Skeeter, they're talking about, the, the, some memory comes up in that conversation too. I remember. Uh, are, are you talking about on the porch? Yes. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting. It might might actually be there. 
Okay, well, let's skip that for the moment. Let's go over to the influence character. So we've got the influence character of activity. Well, that's Skeeter defined. I mean, she's constantly doing stuff. And her concern is gathering information. She's basically learning, um, whether it's uh, learning how to write a column. She wants to, she, her, you know, she wants to learn, gain more experience so that she can be a, a professional writer. Um, so gathering information or learning about uh, doing a column for the, the, the uh, newspaper, uh, learning about what the help thinks uh, so they can write a book. Um, Not being careful in the way she does it. No. <laughs> no, she definitely doesn't. Um, an issue of prerequisites. Okay, so for her, prerequisites meaning that she, there's always something that she has to, um, there's always something she's got to do before she can get what she wants. So there's the, sort of like all these essential steps. So uh, um, there's a bunch of them that uh, Minnie poses oh. upon her. Right, and then also with the with the dating scene, she gets a bunch of that, you know, yeah. um, and right, let me just see. So we have the the solution that the problem. Uh, let's skip the problem solution for her for a moment. Um, symptom would be deduction, and the response would be induction. So what she thinks is difficult is that is that everything is sort of uh, broken down into sort of the the um, small bits of certainty, which of course are she thinks are wrong, like the the rule book for the the, the books, but also for her life. Um, you know, I'm going to come back. I have to get married. Whenever she gets that that kind of okay, well, you went to you went to UMAT or whatever whatever school it was, and that you miss. And because you're trying to catch a husband or, you know, that kind of thinking just really just drives her up the nut of the wall. And uh, her response is to try to then sort of think a little bit outside the box by saying, okay, well, that may be where it started, but this is what, this is where I'm going. I'm not going to stay there. Um, however, the real problem that, that motivates her is reduction. Anybody have a thought on that? Yeah, yeah, that's her being reduced to a husband hunter. Oh, okay. Right, which is, you were already riffing on that with deduction and induction, but the, the yeah. driving force is anybody trying to pigeonhole her, you know, put her into a yeah spot. You can't write this kind of stuff. You should just get a husband and all that stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, make ability of strategy. So uh, yeah, she's a, she's able to sort of put together a plan of how to how to get you know here's what we got to do. Um, you know, strategizing. The expediency is funny because you remember uh, that in the beginning. Um, which what specifically? The the uh, he's like, don't you ever have any fun fun? And she goes, well, is that important? Right. <laughs> Is that expedient? <laughs> right. It's just, you know, she's got this 
plan as a strategy for uh, um, getting things done to achieve her, her goals. And then, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll do this. I think it's more because she actually does, does things because they are, are expedient, you know? Or her, she, how about her, her hair when she goes to the date? Like it's all messed up because she's running away from oh, her right. Life. right, right, exactly. That's right. It's a lot, it's a lot more expedient just to grab the truck and drive and run. And <laughs> yeah. And of course, it you know sort of under undoes the strategy that she's uh, you know taking to try to catch a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a that's an excellent example. Um, and then the benchmark of understanding. And I think that, you know, she comes in, she comes home from school without really a clear understanding of really what's been going on at her house and with her mom and her and, and with her um with uh, uh what was Constantine. The Constantine, right. And you know, as she slowly understands, you know, more and more what's going on and what she doesn't know, uh, you know, it, it is it it opens her eyes to, you know, it's happening all around her, but it's also happening under her own roof. Um, and you know how much that even her mother is blind to the, you know the problems that are going on, the, the attitudes in the, in, the, in the town, in Jackson, in the South. Um, okay, uh, so that's good. And then we look at the relationship. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the relationship between Skeeter and, and Aveline, uh, it's a situation, so they are um, in two different classes, they're two different races, they're uh, two different economic um, uh, they're both women, but they're so that's one thing that's, that's similar, similar, but the, everything else is about them is pretty much different. And their concern is brought, they bring them together right now because of what is going on sort of every day and as and it, in Jackson, Mississippi, it's Mississippi, right? Yeah, Mississippi, yes. Mm -hmm. And I see. Just besides both being women, they're both writers. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That's excellent. Yes. And uh, and they're both writers. Um, yeah. No, that's good. And then of course, I love the issue of repulsion, and I think it's less that. Uh, uh, well, part of it is that they are both, they share a repulsion of kind of how the world treats their, you know, them, the idea of them having a relationship, but certainly other people are, do have that, you know, try, try to keep them apart, um, trying to, you know, trying to make, make it like their relationship is, you know, unhealthy, uh, particularly if you think of some of the other you know, other characters. Um, yeah. Fully aligned. Pardon? Kelly, yeah, definitely Kelly. Even, <laughs> even the lady who was walking the stroller when, when Skeeter was at the bus with uh, uh, yeah. Aileen, looked very strangely at them. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Um, the symptom, again, symptom is deduction and induction. So that they, the symptom would, what the, what's problematic is they sort of have this, they're expected to have this established relationship that has these, you know, here's what, here's what, where we, the only kind of relationship that we can have. Um, and they're trying to, to look at it, or particularly, you see um, Abilene seeing it more on the deductive side, and, and uh, Skeeter more on the inductive side, um, which does cause a little bit of conflict, because Skeeter seems to be blind to um, the, uh, the issue of, you know, the certainty that they are different. You know that they they do come from different worlds. You know that that is something that is a real that is a true problem for them, as a, in terms of having a relationship. There are laws against the kinds of things the relationship they want to have. These two writers working together on a book, and and these, you know, that blue the book. certain and the certainty that under those laws they will be treated differently. Right. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's excellent observation. Um, the catalyst. What is that point that he just said and certain that they would be? Treated differently under the laws that make it, you know. So which uh, that would be the relationship problem of certainty. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I think that this is a relationship, a, a growth relationship that um, does, you know, does change over time. Um, well, actually, I think it still stays with the, the deduction. The state. I don't think it ever transmutes um, because I think that's what that conversation on the porch at the end is. You know, she feels like, okay, you know, I need to, I'm going to stay here, but they're like, uh, no, you know, you're never going to get a man around here. You know, this, this is basically, you've kind of burned the bridge here. You know, we can stay, I can stay here, but you can't. You better go Right, and, and, and also her potential, that they, they see her potential to go forward. Right, yes, yes, they do, yes, they do. And, you, yeah, exactly. And now that I've placed where you were talking about, as opposed to what I was thinking on the porch, um, with 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 Hilly as being those last skeeters. Oh no 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 the 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 one with Minnie and and Avery. Right where they're actually out close to where that sitting bench is. Um, yeah. And and framed in the background is the house that Constantine used to live in. Right. Right. Yeah. And then uh, the catalyst is of a, attraction. Um, I think they're they're I think in many ways they're attracted to each other because they're of like mind you know like minded. Um, Writers. And, but uh, you know I think and with an inhibitor the relationship inhibitor of oh but oh the other thing is, is I think when they bring too much attention to themselves that that creates conflict for them that's another way of looking at it. Hmm. Um, by attraction, uh, and then an inhibitor of reappraisal. Um, there are a couple times with it when they they're like you know, 
uh, particularly on um, Avalanche, you know, this isn't going to work or we can't really do this or I mean, that would be the things that would slow down their, their relationship. Because I don't think Skeeter is pretty much gung-ho the whole time. I don't, I can't think of it offhand. And then the benchmark of the past, I think the more, the more that they are able to share their past, the, it, bring, it does bring them closer together. This is, again, it's a relationship that is developing as opposed to one that's falling apart. Everybody, everybody okay with that as, as a general? Uh, when you figure out the inhibitor repraisal, will you let us know? You said you haven't quite figured it out yet. Right, I can't think of an example. Um, so there are two, uh, two I, examples that come to my mind that possible. Um, one is, is, although it involves many two, is, is um, the insurance and, 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 and both uh, Abilene and Skeeter say, no, we can't put that in the book. Um, and, and then uh, which we call Minnie walks out and says, you either put it in or, oh. or, oh. or that and that, that, so they have to do a reappraisal and it, and it, it uh, involves the, the two of them coming towards Minnie's side. Um, and, okay. and I think, I that think that there was a, another reappraisal. Boy, it's just slipping That's my really mind wild. right now. Yeah, I thought there was one much earlier on. Um, certainly, right toward the beginning. Um, how was that an inhibitor? How's it, what an inhibitor does is it slows down the the development oh, of the relationship. It's kind of like a a break, whereas right. the catalyst sort of speeds it up. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah, it's it's different than a unique ability and critical flaw, right? But it's it's in the same category, but they they behave differently. And now I remember. Thank you. Sure. I just want to look at the signposts. What do we have? So for the overall story, it goes from memory to innermost desires to impulsive responses to contemplation. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Where's our act break, you think, uh, scene-wise, between signpost one and signpost two? Uh, between one and two? I think it is... Before or after the bridge club game? Oh, it's after. Okay. It's, it's, I think that is the, that's the, it's when she goes, the beginning of the signpost two, I think is when they, she goes to her house, isn't it? Where they really sit down and she, bring, she brings, the, it, it's. The it's, next day when, when, when she's talking to her, doing the laundry and then they go inside? Right. You know, which part of that is that the very first thing we see oh, okay. in the movie. <laughs> right, okay, I know what you're talking that's about. That actually, you know, happens after she's, when she's in, um, in uh, Abilene's house, that scene. Talking about her son in the past. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That, that is all, that's where the transition is. Mm. 
Um, so I'm not sure if this, how much this is overall story, but then in that first signpost area, um, you see the difference between Skeeter believing that Constantine quit and the surprise on, on uh, Abilene's face at twice, uh, both when it's mentioned at the bridge table and then in the kitchen, um, which leads Skeeter to believe, okay, that's not the truth. Um, and that sets her up with the conflict, the first conflict with her mother. Um, well, and that would be, and that, what, what that would do, uh, oh, I see. Uh, but that's before the book idea, right? Right. Hmm. Okay. That's why I wasn't quite sure. And, and certainly innermost fears can be the whole thing. And I don't know exactly where it breaks, but Hilly's I will do anything to protect my children initiative um, about <laughs> toilet seats. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's interesting because you look at the look for the relationship that goes from the present, then it goes to the past, um, which would be that transition between Skeeter and um, Abilene, Abilene and Skeeter, when when they're talking and such, but it's all about you know cooking, and then it transitions into. Um, you know her son and and all of that and that uh it, that sort of like oh you know i'm not sure if it's a clean cut if it's a clean transition or not because it's also where you get yeah i'd have to watch that 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 part again it's a little bit light but in the overall story of memories um uh hilly's mom is losing her memory Right. She, she, she has that hardening of the arteries, and, and so she, as they say in the story, the hardening oh, of the arteries. Oh, right, and she has to come and stay with, with her. Uh, with Hilly, and, 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 and we see it play out at other times where the memory is just lapsed. All of a sudden, she thinks she's in Biloxi, and she's nowhere near there. She's interposing the past with the future, with the present. Right. But that's, but that's a relationship line that's not she would not be in there no no that's 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 an overall story oh, and memory and memory to innermost desires got it right, right, right. yeah that's what you're saying. well david do you have any particular questions how many um how many stories are there oh so the other well i think the other main story is is the mini um celia foot story yeah and that's where Minnie is the main character celia is the influence character Minnie's a steadfast character and celia is a change character um but it's again it's pretty light it you know you have what maybe what four scenes with them which is enough to show the full development but it's you know a pretty lightweight development if you consider the the um one of the scenes the uh the, the the big third scene is the the party that um many is working right the, the christmas fundraiser well i guess if you include that which is sort of doing double duty then the then the the, the other scene is the scene right after it where she 
Oh, there no, it's right before that, where she tells her about the, um, after it, where she tells her about the terrible awful. Uh, <laughs> so that she, you know, she uh, So Celia's change is sending the letter to Hilly? Celia's, Celia's change is essentially, well, no, she's, she's effectively, not only she, you'd see that she's been improving, but she now has, you know, it's not, it's not so much the help now. It's, um, Minnie is kind of part of the family. I mean, not, not. Well, she treated know, her that way from the very beginning. No, no, no. But I mean, she's sort of come clean with her husband about everything. He she's, found that. He found she, that. Right. Well, no, he knew from the, he knew from the beginning. <laughs> right. So then, so that's not an exemplary of her change. No, no, we don't, we don't, we don't know. Wanting to be accepted by the girls would be what I would think is. No, I could see no, the husband being, not we're not told if she fessed up to him, whether he knew or not is regardless as to whether or not she yeah, fessed up. She can explain to him and she no, and she's, she no longer needs many to carry on the appearance that she's, you know, adept, you know, she, cause she can do all of the food that, that Minnie's taught, taught her how to, at a cook, but now she's fessed up to it. She's come clean to her husband. And that's the thing that's changed. And she's now she's pregnant again. Um, and but it's she's healthy, you know, so she's gone she's gone from being someone who's stressed out all the time, worrying about what everybody else thinks, and and through the process of of Minnie's help and Minnie sort of filling her in on some of the backstory of what these women are about, their, their history. Um, has yeah, I, helped, think, I think helped it's her. that. I think it's, she's not so concerned with what everyone else thinks. Oh, she, yeah, she doesn't concern at all anymore. That's, right. that's the big deal. Yeah, she was, and now, she does, now she's not. But I think we see that in the letter she sends. I think that's the proof, to me at least. That's how we know she couldn't care less what Billy right. thinks. Right. Right. The, the, Check to two slice Hillary. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think that the, I don't think that the, um, I think the mom sort of uh, deciding to live again, I don't think that was really a, you know, it's not really a change character. I think that's just someone where it's showing the positive side. I'd say probably a dividend oh, yeah. of, of the book, you know, where the, those that were unaware of how they were seen by other people suddenly got to see themselves as other people see them. Mm -hmm. And for some, it made them more of the same, which is hilly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for um, Skeeter's mom, She's the contrast. She's the one who saw it and was horrified by what she saw of herself, or at least what her daughter. She saw the truth, and and it it had it had sort of cleared the clouds from her eyes. It's that. very symbolic. I think she's she's no longer diseased. Right. Can I ask what point we're on right now. Uh, we're just talking about the sort of whether or not there was a, a sub story with um, 
we're not on a particular story point. We're talking about whether there's a sub-story with uh, Skeeter and her mother. And I don't think that, I don't think that there was, I think that whole part was just part of the exploration they needed to get the material for the book, but her mother's decision to come back to the world of the living, <laughs> yeah. um, to not be diseased, uh, is uh, one, one, a, an effect of the book more than it is of Skeeter. And once she rejects the disease of racism, symbolically, she's no longer. Right. If we, in fact, if we look over here, we, what's the dividend? Conceiving yeah. an idea. So it's kind of like, you know, the, she's like, oh, I can, I can be healthy. <laughs> I, can, I can go out. I can be a good person. I don't, I don't have to be dying. Is this well, like, not not just that, but that she gets the idea that 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 her daughter has the courage, yes, that her daughter's worthwhile, and 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 is a positive force in the world, and not always and looking a, at her daughter yeah, as a failure. A writer is a good thing. Yeah. And is that like an epilogue? Well, that's no. It's part. It's it's if we if you look at the stack plot points, you in addition to. The goal and the consequence. You have dividends, which are the, the perks, the pluses that you get, and then you have the uh, the costs, which are the the negatives. I think you see some of the costs um, are what Hilly is gets. You know, is learning. You know, afraid that everybody's going to learn that she's the one who ate the uh, the pie. <laughs> hmm. um, and uh, the dividend is that mom, you know, gets the idea that her daughter is, you know, going to be fine and, and maybe happier in New York and, uh, that in, and that she will be, she will decide to, to live instead of sort of living to die. And maybe and so that her daughter can go on. Yeah. You know that's and that's a that's sort of the perk in the in, of writing that book. That's the effect of the book, or it's part of the of the effect of the process of, of creating the book. And with that, folks, I'm uh, bailing out. I think we are all bailing out right now. So thank you guys, and uh, we will uh, thank you everyone in a month. Thank you so much. It brings it alive in the brain. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.